Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm privileged to welcome a very, very unique and accomplished professional from Texas, USA, Merrill Evans. Merrill, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Ash. Thank you. Merrill is a speaker and an accessibility consultant. She's one of 12 people on LinkedIn Top Voices for Disability Advocacy, and she's an author. And all of you know, I am very partial to authors. So we're going to speak about Merrill's book as well. So Meryl, let's start with your own incredible journey. Please share some of your lived experiences and how you have handled these. How do y'all? I am Meryl. I am the younger child of three, and I was born profoundly deaf. Mm-hmm. I grew up learning how to speak and live. Many people assume I know some English. I don't. Mm. It's either a good thing or a bad thing. It just is. It's what works for me. Correct. My, my career started with the federal government mm. after 1990 when the American with Disability Act or mm. ADA became law. Mm-hmm. The ADA made it possible for the relay service to be provided nationwide. Mm. The way it worked is that you had a teletype writer or a TTY, mm. or you may know it as a TDD. Mm. It is like a keyboard with a small electronic screen and a printer. I called the relay operator and get them my phone number of the person I wanted to call, mm. and then tell them what I want to say. And they would type the person's reply to me. Mm. Even the TTY was tedious at times, mm-hmm. and sometimes people hung up on me, thinking I was a telemarketer. So. Around 2000, I started doing a little writing on the side, mm-hmm. and I never planned to go and bring this for myself, because okay. I knew it would be harder to bring in clients mm-hmm. when you have a disability. Right. Yes. And then by 2005, I went to work for myself full-time and transformed from writing to digital marketing. And all my clients were wonderful. And they were happy to work with me without phone call. Mm-hmm. And I've been a, remote, a full-time remote worker, and I put it off without phone call or meeting. Mm-hmm. Then in 2018, I did that as a try-making video. Mm-hmm. I was really sick. I know I have an accent, and it may not be accepted. People surprised me and loved the video, so mm-hmm. I made not of them. By 2019, an accessibility conference asked me to speak. Mm-hmm. During the conference, I enjoyed, I, I discovered I enjoyed being with these people passionate about accessibility and inclusion. Mm-hmm. And I did that if that's what I wanted to take my business and career next. A little in accessibility started following my LinkedIn post. Eventually, he contacted me about doing marketing for work for him. Mm. Long story short, mm. I've been with him a few years now, 
and I do accessibility and inclusion client work. Also, someone who saw me speak at the conference invited me to speak at her event and that led to many more speaking opportunities, including a TEDx talk I gave this year. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, you know, uh, I, I was reading about you and it is so impressive uh, what you are doing. Uh, tell me, Meryl, what are some of the challenges uh, deaf people face at work and in society? The challenges that deaf people face vary because we're not all the same. Correct. Not all deaf people relate. Not all deaf people talk with their voices. Mm -hmm. Not all deaf people use that language. But we all do have one thing in common. Mm -hmm. We struggle to communicate with the world at large. Correct. Whether it was in society or at work. That is why remote working works so well for me. I wasn't having to deal with face-to-face -face meetings and trying to keep up with the conversation. Mm -hmm. I could follow well enough to catch point. However, the more people in the meeting, the harder it was to follow. Mm -hmm. The pandemic changed that as the fourth video platform to add automatic captions. Mm -hmm. Now I am in meetings all the time and mm. makes me feel more connected, informed, and included. Before capturing video calls, being a self-employed remote worker was a lonely job. It worked for me as I didn't run into many communication barriers. Mm. That happened out in society. Going to a restaurant with friends or a party is so round. The best way for me to listen is by reading up and wearing my cochlear implant, or as I like to call it, a mm -hmm. bionic ear. Mm -hmm. I cannot understand what people say if I close my eyes mm -hmm. and rely on my bionic ear. Mm -hmm. My hearing device makes me a better lip reader. Mm -hmm. When it's noisy, it takes my ability to use it takes away my ability to use my bionic ear. Fascinating. And, you know, you just told me about the conference you were invited to and how there is, uh, and you are now a diversity and inclusion specialist or a consultant. My question to you, Meryl, is there is a lot of talk about inclusion how much is actually happening on the ground? Great question asked. Simple, not enough. Mm. So many companies claim they are focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Correct. And yet, they keep showing they're not thinking about people with disabilities mm. or accessibility. Mm. Mm. Well said. Well said. Uh, you also say companies are inviting disabled people to the party, but they are not including them. Help me understand this and please give an example. 
I was thinking company content that talked about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And some lift the underrepresented group. Hmm. The able people are not listed. People with disabilities have emailed me telling me they are not happy in their job hmm. because they don't have the support to be successful. Hmm. So companies hire them to check a box and they don't supply them with the tools to do their job hmm. and seek opportunities within the company. Hmm. And and what should be done? Both an executive should become a champion who emphasizes people with disabilities and accessibility are part of the ER. Mm. It's very important to train a culture. It's, it's very hard to train a culture without executive support. Mm. Second, they need to show accessibility is everyone's responsibility mm. that having all employees get disability and accessibility awareness. Right, right. And then third, they bake accessibility into the company culture. Mm. Well said, well said. Um, my next question is also on society. Uh, you know, we always start with biases in our own society. Tell me how, how you handle them and what should society be doing? That's a tough one because it's very complicated and complex. But a good place to start is to avoid assumption. Ask people what they want or require. Mm. Read books or articles listen to podcasts and watch videos about people with disabilities, mm. pay attention to their story. Mm. When we don't know something, we tend to be afraid of it or make mm. assumptions. Very interesting. Well said. Well said. My next question to you is on technology, Meryl. You know, there is so much technology now available. How can technology change uh, the ability of people who've, say, got a, a, challenge, a hearing challenge or any other challenge? How can technology change people's lives? Technology, as you said, Ash, is getting better, smarter, and cheaper. Mm. For example, there are many tools and apps to help people automatically subtitle the video. Mm. These tools have a long way to go in being accurate. Mm. But it's a start. As my show says, mm. progress over perfection. Correct. In addition to adding subtitles, technology can convert it to other languages. Mm. Again, not perfect, but it's progress. Mm. Many People with disabilities can't afford the newest technology. It's my hope that technology is getting faster, cheaper, and better will mm. make it possible for more people to get access mm. to the technology they want and need. Mm. For one thing, the pandemic and technology have shown it's 
talked about to work remotely. Hmm. That opened the door to many people with disability who hmm. might not be able to work in an office. Hmm. Very well said. My next question to you is on culture. You know, you live in a country which is so culturally diverse. And yet, I know that different cultures can either be kind or unkind to people with disabilities. I want to ask you, how does culture impact diversity, equity, and inclusion? Wonderful question, Ash. A company that doesn't have a cultural supportive of all aspects of DEI, mm. including disability and accessibility, is only doing surface level things. It's more performative allyship mm. rather than transformative allyship. Mm. DEI isn't something you vote on. Correct. It's something that becomes part of the company's DNA. Mm. When a company culture supports true DEI, then people with disabilities will feel supported and thrive in their job. Mm. Very interesting. So one more question on DEI, and then we'll move to your book or your books. When you look at, you know, and I'm from the boomers generation, but when you look at young leaders, the millennials, the Gen Zs, they have brought a breath of fresh air into the company, very different mindsets. How are you experiencing millennials and Gen Zs changing DEI? I love that. And you're absolutely right. They are a first breath breath. of air. You know what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. The millennials and Generation G are the most racially and ethnically diverse generation. Correct. And they expect their work environment to reflect that. Mm. They also care about social justice and doing the right thing. Mm. It's a requirement for them that the workplace is diverse and inclusive. They also want ethical leaders mm. who are concerned about people in the planet, mm. not just their personal character. Mm. They give me hope for the future of inclusion. Mm. It will take time as they join the workforce as the dumb, like my youngest, are still in school mm. and climb the rank and take leadership roles. Fantastic. Fantastic. Meryl, I'm now going to move to your uh, avatar as an author. Mm. Tell me about your books. Mm. So I wrote a book, a how-to book for Outlook that's outdated now. Mm. I wrote that book in three weeks. Mm. The publisher was not bad on the deadline. When I started writing it, my dad had a stroke. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. Somehow I finished the book on time mm-hmm. and my dad was able to hold the book in his hand before wow. he passed away. Okay. And then I co-authored another book on web design standards mm-hmm. and I 
have been fortunate to work with many authors on their business and technology books. Hmm. Fascinating. So I'm going to ask you two or three questions uh, about you personally. Um, Meryl, what would you say are three milestones in your life or your career? Leaving my family and having three very different kids who are successful in their own way. Mm. Changing my career to be focused on advocacy for people with disabilities and accessibility. Mm. And then giving the TED Talk. Mm. Fantastic. Fantastic. And what are the core values you believe in? Integrity, service, and growth. As Great. someone who is self-employed, I always aim to do the right thing at all times. Mm. I try to be as transparent as possible. Mm -hmm. I work to provide my clients with high-quality results, and I tweet the budget as if it was my own. One client asked if I would caption a short video, to, and I told them it was better to go with the story because it was much cheaper. So, and growth is always key, as I always want to be learning. Mm, wonderful. My next question is, what does success mean to Meryl? Success means being able to work on something you feel passionate about. I've heard stories about how people made a lot of money, but they quit their job because they became bored. Mm. It wasn't no passion. I know that I would choose ever enjoy I, I enjoy the work I do every day mm. over a high salary for a job that bored me. Mm. Wonderful. And the converse of that is who or what inspires you? Oh, gosh. Um, there are so many leaders in the accessibility community that inspire me and motivate me and teach me so much mm -hmm. that I want to keep educating people by showing what I learn from them. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And I have time for two more questions. My next question is, and, you know, this is a question on failure. And I have a book on failure also. My question is, what is your biggest learning from your biggest failure or mistake? That's a tricky one. Um, excellent question. We learn from that. Um, I need to be patient. Sometimes they get a little too anxious and jump on things. Mm. So patient, I've been trying to work on that and even focusing on that. I don't make mistakes. So I have a lot of work to do in that sense. Wonderful. And my last question to you, and this is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. Based on your amazing journey, what would you say are three lessons you want our viewers and listeners to take away? My advice to young individuals is to do as much as they can mm. 
while they're young, before they get make commitment, mm -hmm. because once you make commitment in your life, whether it's to having a marriage mm -hmm. or some other commitment, it gets harder. Correct. Having a child, you mm -hmm. know, it gets harder to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, travel now, do those things because it's the easiest time in your life to do it if mm -hmm. you can. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And on that note, and your amazing advice of do what you must, uh, because you will have lots and lots of commitments as you go on. Thank you, Meryl, for having a conversation with me. It was one of the most incredible conversations I have had uh, ever since I started my podcast. Um, I wish you lots of success and uh, lots of achievements because as they say the best is yet to come thank you thank again you. and good luck thank you and i say the same to you thank you thank you for listening to the brand called you videocast and podcast a platform that brings you knowledge experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.